prepare yourself for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. Welcome to Indie Invasion Shorts. I am without Max, so I went and found up my favorite knucklehead. CTW Spaz is in the house from Teaching with Board Games. He's going to hang out with me this Thursday, and we're going to talk about all things gaming goodness. Welcome, you guys. Uh, we'll give it a little bit of time for people to jump in on whether on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, whatever is your pleasure. But yes, fastest 30 minutes in gaming. Welcome, Spaz. Thank this you for having me. This is awesome. Yes. You're actually, your, your favorite knucklehead is actually uh, currently in Mexico right now. <laughs> you went from one extreme to the to the next, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's beautiful. Uh, let me see. We already got comments. Todd is saying, well, this is an unexpected surprise. Surprise! <laughs> A co-host with hair. Yeah, yeah, you got too much hair compared to Mac. So, And Ron says, hey, hey, Ron, welcome in, you guys. Um, can you see uh, the comments, uh, Spaz, like in the side there? Uh, comments, maybe. maybe. Oh, there we go. There we go. Because I, I was still on private chat. So, oh. Who are you private chatting? <laughs> I'm new to this program, so I Any, wasn't sure what the uh anybody that answers. Yeah. <laughs> so. so what have you been up to besides vacation game wise? What have you been up to lately? Um just some board games. Uh, board games. Yeah. I've been trying to get a Blood Bowl League going locally. Uh okay. that's been that's been very people have been saying, yeah, they're interested, but actually getting the teams out, getting the people to actually commit to some games and stuff. It's just tough. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be doing like a fixed schedule league, which was my original thought, just because people are just too inconsistent. I think it's just going to be play when you want, who you want. Yeah. Go with it. That's kind of any kind of organized event. I used to try to organize tournaments for Wild West Exodus, and sometimes it was just hard to get enough people, you know, committed to it that, I'm like, you know what? Let's just do open play. Uh, we'll meet and just have a good time. Just have fun. Um, yeah. And that's the way I usually like playing games anyway, is just, just see what happens. Have fun. Yep. Yeah. I just, I've been getting back into Blood Bowl after a long hiatus. I didn't realize yeah, how been... long the hiatus was, but it's been quite a while. And um, yeah, so just I'm, now that I'm back into it, I'm really excited to be back into it. I just want to play more. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I never got into Blood Bowl. Um, there really wasn't much of a, I could never find like a community for it in my area. Which is funny because the Chaos Cup, which is one of the four majors in the world, mm -hmm. out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But, well, I can see we have a bunch of people in tonight. So, let and Ron's me... asking, what's the agenda? Yes. I'm getting to it, Rod. <laughs> so tonight what we're going to talk about is 
we're going to talk about cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, cheating. You only cheat yourself. So this is kind of a topic I've had in the queue for a while. We just never got into it. And as a side note, you guys, if you guys have any ideas for topics, message us. Send them us, you know, in an email or something. Uh, my list is starting to get short again, so I need some ideas. Uh, put them on there, and we will uh, try to our best to tackle them. But, yeah, tonight we're talking about cheating. Um, you know, why do people do it? And what do you do when it happens to you in a game, uh, you know, we are playing? And a quick caveat here, the reason I'm asked onto the show is not because I'm a big cheater or anything. You know, cheater, this cheater, is pumpkin eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think first off, I want to come right out and ask, have we ever done it? Spaz, have you ever cheated in a game? Uh, well, when I was young, for sure. Like, uh, lately, like, no, I, I mean, I don't think so. Like, uh, um, right away, that's kind of the thing I thought too is I think back of when I was a kid, you know, I didn't like the way those red checkers were lining up when I was trying to make my four in a row. Mm -hmm. Probably back then, I did. Um, it's probably why my parents didn't really want to play games with me mm -hmm. um i mean i see kids doing it quite a bit because kids get focused on the win right that's their goal um and that's just the early you know life uh, i don't think i ever have in a game either because it's like my view is if you're you feel like you need to cheat why are you playing you know um you like i said in the title you're only hurting yourself right uh, it, yeah. is that enjoyable for you? I don't know, maybe each to his own. Um, but one of the things I kind of want to start off with this conversation is why people would cheat. Now, me and you were talking the other day about a little bit of this. And the first thing that pops into my head is what motivates somebody to do that? Well, maybe it's a tournament, right? There's mm -hmm. big prizes. You were talking about big money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, like a lot of tournaments I would go to, there's, you know, the prizes may be like a homemade trophy or something. So, yeah. but when, like if you're starting into cash prizes, I know like some magic tournaments, things like that, or even, even when you get into like um, fancy flight level, like you start getting to the, the, like the majors of that, and then you get like printed onto a card. Uh, like the, yeah, that's right. I forgot they used to do that. Not used to. The, our, our friend, uh, our mutual friend, Tim Bunn, was uh, just put onto a card for okay. games. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've done the fantasy flight thing. I used to go up to Minnesota and, and participate in the worlds and stuff. And I usually did okay. But I think the last time I went and did the X-Wing, I got my butt handed to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that kind of goes towards just tournaments in general. I kind of, you know, I outgrew them wasn't my thing anymore and i always wondered about stuff like that like you said the bigger tournaments where there's more on the line you may see some of that you know you hear about people getting disqualified for for stuff like you know some shenanigans going on in a game um do you remember that thing there was a video a popular video was going around a while back with like um... collusion i think it was right there was some people kind of in league with each other i think it was a card game no, this number, is like right? the X-Wing one I'm talking about because you brought up X-Wing. That's what made me think about it. Okay. Where the guy was talking and, you know, the guy's moving his ships. 
he he picked up his dial and just kind of spun the dial to a new order and put oh, it and then, down again. And the, the, this was because they were getting down to the finals. It was the game was being recorded, and I guess okay. he'd forgotten about that part. So he was he was called out on that. I do remember that now. Yeah, the pressure yeah. was getting on to win. So that that's actually one of our things, right? You, you just gotta win. You can't <laughs> you can't accept a, a loss or something. And that's not me. If I if I lose, I lose. Um, and I know a lot of us out there, guys that are watching, you, uh, Mac. Speaking of, hello, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't stay away. You can't stay away. Um, a lot of us just we play for the fun. Right. Yeah. Um, we're not concerned about the win or the loss. It's the enjoyment of playing the game with friends. Um, so let me take a look at some of our comments here. Uh, we got quite a few people in here. Um, Ron is saying he has never cheated that he can remember. And also says winning mentally in tournaments is where I see the most cheating true true yeah the tournaments can create some an ugly atmosphere um oh here's a a nice big one that just popped up from mike his theory is that for some people it's just a mentality where they simply want to outwit their opponent but on another level they don't see any harm in it because their opponent has the same option different mentality for sure yeah, that that is a different. I I don't see it that way. You, know, you have the option to cheat. You know, you're just choosing not to exercise it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes back to uh, well, why are you playing then, right? Yeah. Um, but okay, so some of the things that you might see that kind of signal this, um, you brought up the other day when we were talking cock dice. Sometimes mm -hmm. uh, that happens and people will re-roll all of the dice, some of the dice. Um, I think, like I know in D&D, &D, when you have the cock dice, you just re-roll it. That's, you know, usually you're just rolling one or two anyway. But I think in a game like, you know, your GW games where you're rolling handfuls of dice is easier and time-saving just to re-roll them all, right? Um, so sometimes you see that happen and I, I i think one of the things that i i see a lot or, or i have seen a lot not personally but i see in the industry is people will do things out of order like phase order uh you know kind of manipulate the rules that would benefit them in the game um now it may seem like a small trivial thing but in a way you're manipulating rules right you're still kind of bending them to suit your way so is that cheating or is that i don't know and i'm I, I'll, I will admit i'm sometimes bad with that where i will get rules wrong i think i know what i'm doing and i get the rule wrong and then I, in retrospect i look back and, oh geez i i did that totally wrong and now i realize that was to my advantage the way i interpreted the rule and yeah maybe makes Maybe somebody thinks I'm a cheater because I've done that, but you know, it's never... it makes you nervous, right? When you do that, yeah. and... I don't want that to be, you know, I don't want to be perceived that way. Like I like to like be honest. I like to be fair in my play with people. I mean, like I said, it's a game. I'm playing for fun, and I want us to have the equal playing field. Don't want to mm -hmm. be cheating. 
Yeah, and that's a hard thing when you unintentionally cheat, and it, uh, you know you feel bad about it. Um, but I think if you're upfront with your opponents, it's uh, like somebody said, you have kind of like this contract with your opponents, like an unspoken written type of thing of just yeah. playing the game best of your ability and your knowledge. Um, I think Todd yeah, Todd's saying it up. breaks the covenant you have with your opponent. You know, you have that. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, in, in, in Blood Bowl, like yeah, we it was a, a thing that for a while because in Blood Bowl you may be rolling like when you attack somebody it can be like one dice, two dice, or three dice, and depending on the, the the comparative strengths of the two players involved, and yeah, we used to do a thing like North American Blood Bowl it would always be like if we rolled and then even one dice was cocked, re-roll them all, or if one went off the table, re-roll them all. But when they when some of the guys went over to a European tournament, and then the Europeans are like, no, we only roll one because it saves time. So now it's kind of shifting that way. So I, I think, but you know, for me, it's always like if the the, the the issue of cocked dice is like if you have to ask, is this dice cocked? Then it's cocked. Like if yeah. the dice is not flat, you know, what I'm saying was well, this cocked? If you if you need to ask, just re-roll it. And of course, a lot of times when you're when it comes to the rules and manipulating, sometimes you know you will manipulate the rules as long as it's understand by all the players uh for time for ease maybe something's just too complicated and it just bogs down the fun of the game right mm -hmm. so a lot of times as a group you can change those rules and that's okay as long as everybody knows it um i am seeing uh a funny topic here alder welcome to the show good morning and he's asking are we talking about how to cheat? No, we're not talking about how to cheat, Alder, but we're talking about... Well, I guess maybe indirectly we are because we're, we're giving yeah, topic yeah. discussions of, of cheating and you know, so people could be taking this as a lesson on, on what they could be doing, especially <laughs> as we talk about how, what we're seeing and they can say that how to not get caught. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I'm, not in, I'm not endorsing it, but maybe. <laughs> no, nor am I. Nor am I. And like Todd says here, creative interpretation of the rules. As long as everybody understands that, that's the thing. That's the key. If you're the only one to that party, well, you're kind of cheating then. <laughs> yeah. no, I think that's, that's an example of how people will do that. They'll cheat by creatively interpreting the rules to try and suit it to their favor. I had a friend like that when I was a teenager. It was, it was I didn't like playing with him. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, some of the other things you may see uh, people do you know, on purpose or inadvertently is maybe not discard enough cards. You know, a lot of games at the end phase, you have to discard down and redraw up. Sometimes, you know, it happens by mistake. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, any, just like any card game, it's easy to slide that little card in there, you know, type of thing. Um, or maybe move a mini a little bit further than they should have gone. Cause maybe they want to get into that cover so they don't get all shot up. So, those are some of the things I thought of that people may try to get away with, bend the rules oh, a little bit. You know, in in like um, some t some games where the, you have to like gauge, like, am I within range without actually measuring? Mm -hmm. People, I've I've heard of people who actually know their their measurement from their elbow to the tip of their finger. Oh, really? So they're and so they'll, they'll pretend that they're looking at something on the table. They'll put their arm down. <laughs> And they're like, well, this over here. And then they're, they're looking at their elbow to the tip of their finger. And then they know the measurement. They know. 
So yeah, there's, now, there's, people you know, there's there's nothing you could be doing. That's no different from back in the day, and not that I did this in in middle school, but I remember people writing stuff on their arms. So you yeah. can be like, oh yeah, oh okay, that's what it is. <laughs> on their you know, shoe have, or something. Just have the little marks in there so they can measure with their arm slyly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one I've seen a fair amount. Um, is where people will roll dice and you ask them a question. They, they, they quickly looked at their dice, realized they didn't like it, so they quickly scoop it up again so they can they pretend like they're concentrated. Okay, that roll didn't count. So what were you saying? You're just warming them up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, oh, wait. Or, or like a dice will, they're rolling and a dice maybe pops out of the dice cup or whatever and it lands. And if it lands on what they like, okay, that, that's fine. But if they just don't like rolling. it, rolling, no, that wasn't a real roll. <laughs> it just fell out. I want to roll it properly. Give me a second chance. So, so I've seen that shenanigans. That's what that, that is, is. That is some serious dice shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Here, Todd's saying that uh, back in the dice masters' heyday, he knew a kid that would palm the dice he wanted to pull from because they had oh, the wow. little bag. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's some sneaky, sneaky stuff there too. Um, yeah, and Ron, Ron remembers people doing the whole move the miniature a little bit further than they should. Uh, right, or if you're moving a miniature, like you're measuring from the back of the base, but then you move it you know, front or the front of the base, but then to the back of the base, so you get the, the, the base's extra distance when you move yeah. the miniature. Yeah, and I, I, I've heard, you know, you hear that a lot in the miniature games of, uh, you know, using the official base and stuff like that. and. Uh, wanting to know, okay, where do I, where is that placement? So, you know, ahead of time. And um, I have to shake my head at Alan here. I think I know what kind of player he is now. You ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's, that's, I ain't playing with you, Alan. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play with you now. Um, so going over all that, my question is, how do you handle something like this while you're playing the game? You know, it's easy basically to just not play with players like that if you know that they're that kind of player. Um, you know, you play with them once and it's just like, okay, I'm just not going to play with you anymore in the open play or, it, you know, because um, I'm in, I'm, I want to play for fun, right? You, you, you brought up a point that, uh, um, if you you saw it, you kind of just let it slide. And you just try to. Have I the recall best playing a game where um, it was a board game called Dice Town. I still remember this incident very well. And you're you're rolling dice. You're trying to make almost like I, I think you're making poker sets with the dice and whatever. But mm. you, you so you put you have your dice behind this the, like a shield as you're you're doing things. But from my angle, I could see a guy across the table to my to my right. And as I looked over, I kind of saw him. I couldn't see his dice faces, but I could see that he was turning one of his dice. And I just, uh, just I let it go. I didn't say yeah. it. I didn't call him out. I didn't want to embarrass him or, or make the things. I was just, it would have made everybody uncomfortable. It's just like, really, dude, that's how you're going to be. I mean, what, if that's what you need, then go for it. I, I don't care. This game doesn't mean that much to me. To, but yeah, again, it for bigger things, bigger tournaments and stuff, and it it could. Like if it was a Blood Bowl tournament, then there's a little bit more at stake than so at what point do you, do you call them out? Yeah. Yeah. And in a tournament, basically what you could do is, you know, don't feel bad about fair play. You can say call over a judge or something and you mm -hmm. know mention to it. 
And most of the time they give them warnings, a second warning. And, you know, if, if it's like a consistent thing, they, you know, aren't afraid to say, you know, disqualify them type of thing. And don't be afraid of calling that out, I guess. Um, I think it depends on the individual, right? Mm -hmm. What are you there for? Are you there just to compete or are you there to just try and have a good time? So like in your case, yeah. Do, do you really want to call somebody out and maybe feel, make everybody feel uncomfortable or do you just want to kind of, I guess, muscle through it and just try to have a good time or, you know, something you could do is just try to just destroy them, <laughs> you know, make them just pay for that and be like, yeah, was it worth it? No. <laughs> no more mercy. That's yeah. That's that's what I try to do. Usually, the dice have their other agenda and those kind of games. But you know, you you make them pay for it, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, like you said, ignore and just try to have fun. If you catch it being done, just don't play with them again. I mean, that's kind of a, that's more of a general thing. Like if you're in uh, like an open play type of thing, uh, it may be just a bunch of people show up to play. You don't really know them. But that's also why a lot of us, you know, we're going to play with people we know, with our buddies, with our friends, because uh, for the most part, you're not going to do that to your buddy. You're just there to have a good time and throw some dice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Alder's got a good story here. So he's saying there has only been one player that he refuses to play against as they intentionally cheat in so many ways. Uh, he even forfeited a game in a tournament against him rather than play the game. I can understand that because in that kind of case, that can be very frustrating. That uh, takes a lot of the fun away if they're consistently doing it. Um, I'm I mean, going to be curious, what game was that, Alder? If you could just put in the chat, like what, what game was that you were playing that he was cheating at? Let's see. But yeah, but definitely, you know, it does, you know it, it does kill the fun for everybody yeah. when you when people are cheating, I mean, uh, like I remember once happened in like in a Blood Bowl game where the dice was caught because the the way the board splits in the middle and the board was a bit uneven. So at one point the dice was on the two, and he said, "Is that cocked?" And I said, "If you have to ask, then it's cocked." Later in the game, he got a dice, dice in almost the exact same spot again, where it's like that, like sort of resting mm. slanted on that that crack in the board again. But this time it was the role he liked, so he quickly just picked it up and, and went ahead with his turn. And <laughs> that's I was okay, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And I, I just I just let it go. I didn't say anything, but then you know, I gave him the lowest possible sportsmanship score for that game. You know, we're supposed to break people's score, and he ended oh, up getting okay. the, he went up getting the uh, the golden sue there, which was like the worst sportsmanship award. <laughs> so yeah, he got his come up and something. He was kind of surprised, like, what? What? Why? Why me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, that's that's one thing that you can do in kind of organized play if you're doing it in your stores. Have something like that that the players vote on. Um, it may discourage those type of players from mm -hmm. coming back. Um, yeah, Alan's actually saying that he knows a guy that has his dice checked regularly. That's funny. Yeah, actually, I, I remember there was one guy in the Blood Bowl, coming back to Blood Bowl again, that had, he had these dinosaur dice. They were hard to read for starters, and then they just seemed like they were just too good. They were just—I I seriously questioned. They're too hot, huh? <laughs> they were way too hot, and I, I seriously questioned that they were not loaded dice because mm. it was crazy. I can imagine that in a hobby game, a game that you usually play for fun, 
but like kind of Todd said in a quote here that, you know, if you pay to play, the prize is important, but he also says, don't be afraid to call them out. Yeah. Well, I have told people like, you know, like with the dino dice, I, I told them like, no, you're not using those dice anymore. Yeah. Um, and that, that's an easy enough thing. And you just yeah. be like, you know, or we both use the same dice. And you know, if, that, yep. if, you're, if you're concerned with the dice are perhaps too good. And, that, and that's basically fair play, right? Then yeah. you're, you're evening, you know, that, that playing field. And if they're not okay with that, well, then you're kind of wondering, well, you can't use those. And that's so, why a lot of companies have official stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you go to a lot of tournaments, sometimes they will supply you with dice to use. Yep. Here you go, Spaz. Alder said it was Blood Bowl and Bolt Action he played this guy in. Okay. Yeah, he said it just wasn't worth playing, ruined, ruined the whole event. And yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned with the X-Wing thing, uh, I've seen people do that before where, you know, they kind of are messing around with that dial because once you set it, you're supposed to just leave it. And I've seen that where people mess around with it. And yeah, you know, they they know what the the stuff is on there so they can easily manipulate it. Um, yeah, Alder, it is all about fun. Some people just want to win at all costs. Yeah. And I think some people it's it's part of their mm, maybe their self-esteem is you know, they feel that they yeah. they, they feel bigger, better people that like maybe they're, you know, not confident people to begin with. And then maybe going to a tournament and winning makes them feel better. I mean, yeah, sure. That, that is a real good reason why people would do that. Uh, is this that boost in self-esteem um, where they feel powerful in the game type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ron has a pretty good example here too. I've only ever had to call out one guy and it was way back when he's playing D and D miniatures game and the prizes were really good. He said they kept changing his dice rolls or would roll and say a number before you could even see them. Um, yeah, that's pretty shady. A lot of, a lot of games I know are pretty specific on about, you know, it's like, okay, you roll them way over here. So the other player can see them. Don't roll them over here. And be like, okay, yeah, I got this. <laughs> it's like, um, or you lift up the you lift up the dice cup, so you're blo you're blocking the view from the other person. You're like, oh yeah, that's that's, that's the roll, and you just scoop them up again. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. And Todd's mentioned, and we we talked about this in the beginning. The younger they are, the more it matters. So yeah, and that's just kids. They they're kind of tunnel vision in that sense. So. I think when I play with kids, I kind of expect that. And sometimes with the kids, it's they just don't quite understand the rules. Like you mentioned, you kind of misinterpret the rules. So kids are a little more easy about, I'm just going to go with it and make up my own. <laughs> Actually, I, I kind of read that the other way first. I was thinking the younger they are, the more it matters to teach them about cheating and, and the, the, how it's yep. you know not a good thing to do. But yeah, I, I see... No, I think you're right. I think that's what the it could be both sides. Yeah, I think it could be both sides because maybe that's kind of what happened to people. Like you said, maybe it's a self-esteem thing. Um, yeah. You know, if if a kid is learning to play games, maybe growing up, and they're just constantly pounded on, maybe it gets in their head that I gotta win. I'm sick of losing, so the only way I can win is to manipulate things. 
and that, that's that's too bad. Um, that's why it's kind of important to teach them the right way and teach uh, the the good sportsmanship. Right? You you know you win some, you lose some. Um, mm-hmm. I've had some humdingers with my son. That's for sure. <laughs> where he uh, does a table swipe and says, "Yeah, I don't want to play no more." <laughs> It's just like, whoa, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like Alder's suggestion here of using a dice tray. Dice trays, dice towers. I mean, dice are a big part of a lot of the different games we play. Mm-hmm. And so making sure that the dice are fair, even, not, none of this problem with, like, cock dice. But I sometimes see they can still get cocked. You know, they, they sort of land funny and, you know, nudged up against the side of the wall and an angle. But... Overall, it, it alleviates a lot of the problems when you have those dice tr- uh, trays and things. So yeah, I definitely, it, it, definitely recommend that. Or it, you know, it hits terrain or it bumps a model. There's all stuff kinds of stuff if you yeah yeah. yeah so it, I, any way you can kind of eliminate that uh, that quirkiness of where things would be judgmental of okay, he was over there or yeah, that thing was there um, will help. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't eliminate it totally, but if it if it makes it better, it's worth a try. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's about all we have. Um, so cheating, how do you deal with it? Well, that's an individual thing. Um, most of us that are here watching and that I play with, you play with, we play it for fun, right? We're, we don't take it serious. Um, if you are in a tournament where you take it, you know, kind of serious and there are kind of big stakes, don't be afraid to call somebody out. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it comes down to, in that sense, a fairness, because uh, you still want to have a good time, but you don't want somebody ruining your good time. Um, well, so, and they need to learn too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only way I think things like that'll change. I think overall is if, uh, you kind of call people out on it, but I think it's a, it's kind of a based on individual personal, you know, thing and, uh, maybe the situation itself. So, but, uh, looking at the time, I think that's about all we have for you guys today. And, uh, let me do some. I think you're taking us out. I am. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to take us out? No, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Guys, thanks for joining Indie Invasion Shorts. Uh, you know, this is, as we always say, the fastest 30 minutes of gaming. It went by very fast. And I want to thank Spaz before we get out of here. Uh, you know, you could check Spaz's stuff out on his YouTube channel here. I even, I'll put a link in the show notes. And there's his little link there where you can check out stuff that he's doing where he centers on actually using games in, as a teaching tool. Um you got uh, a lot of videos on there. You do reviews. You've done some interviews. So if you guys want to check out what Spaz is doing, go check them out there. And uh, that I've even done really some gameplays like of um, yes, you have, Urban Manhunt, right. Star Breach, games like that. Which guys games you've introduced me to? Every so often, I'll throw some battle reports in there because I like them. Yeah, yeah, that's something that we'd like to do. Um, looking over there, I got it. one of these days. I'll set up a, <laughs> a, a little bit better studio, but. You guys, thanks for joining us for Indie Invasion Shorts. You can find some more audio and other stuff on all podcast locations. 
And please, you know, you guys want to check us out on the social media. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. We got a lot of stuff going on in Discord where guys like this guy here is posting projects, painting pics. You can get inspiration for minis that you're working on. And if you guys have, like I mentioned beginning, any ideas for topics for us to cover, drop us a line at IndieInvasionGmail.com or just shoot us a message on Facebook and stuff. Um, you know, I usually try to answer them as soon as I see them. And uh, here's the Indie Invasion Discord link. I think we will have it in the show notes if you guys are interested in that. And a lot of these places you can check out on CoastalText.com. We have direct links in there. You can listen to the podcast there. And keep an eye open on the CoastalCon Facebook group because that's going on this weekend. So hopefully Mac will be posting pictures or you guys that are attending will post videos and whatnot. But if you guys like what we're doing, please support us on Patreon. We have a Patreon where you can send us some dollar bills keeps the lights on and helps us do what we're doing and as always you can go support us at redbubble people in the invasion to get hats mugs sweatshirts when are you getting that skirt <laughs> when 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 i was just gonna say when's redbubble putting the mini skirt up there uh see i look for a mini skirt all they had was just a, a spring summer dress so <laughs> you could cut it come on come on mini skirt or nothing i'm, I'm no tailor <laughs> Well, all right, guys, that's all we have. So we will see you next week. Mac will probably be back, and who knows what we'll be talking about, but we Mac will back. see you guys next week.